0: No one has more experience as an independent monitor than the team at Affiliated Monitors. For more information on how an independent monitor can help improve your company's ethics and compliance programs, visit this month's sponsor, Affiliated Monitors, at www.affiliatedmonitors.com. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and today I have a special guest, Eric Feldman. Senior Vice President at Affiliated Monitors. Eric, first of all, welcome, and thank you for taking the time to visit with me today.
1: My pleasure, Tom.
0: Eric, I for some time wanted to visit with you about ga- a gap analysis because I find it to be an incredibly useful exercise, something that every compliance practitioner should consider, but many don't. And at this point in time, when we're, we're recording this in late September, I think there's even an opportunity because of the coronavirus health crisis to uh, put a gap analysis, uh, do a gap analysis, and use the results to actually improve your compliance program. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on that.
1: Well, I think it's a great question, and you're right. It's a great time. Uh, We're at a point right now where uh, virtually everything has changed, uh, regardless of the organization and the company. Um, So our risks have changed, right? So we're dealing in a very different environment, Uh, where the risks that existed prior to the pandemic, um, some of them might be magnified, some of them may be gone, others have sprung up where they didn't exist before. And I find it very interesting that uh, the DOJ guidelines on the evaluation of corporate compliance programs, uh, right up front, talk about creating a compliance program that is based on the specific risks identified in the company. And if you're going to do that, uh, if you're going to create a compliance program that works, you've got to do a risk assessment. And now is the time to do it uh, because of those changes. When we talk about compliance programs and I'm gonna get to the gap analysis because that's part of the risk assessment. When we talk about compliance programs, what is a compliance program after all? It is a method of managing risk. It's a risk management tool. And so in order to effectively implement that risk management tool, which we call a compliance program, it is necessary to do some kind of risk assessment. Companies do um, uh, enterprise risk management, and they do assessments of uh, all kinds of risks, operational risks, uh, security risks, as well as uh, internal control risks. From the standpoint of uh, today's issues and concerns, and if you're going to be looking at compliance and examining whether your program is fit to purpose for what's going on today, I advocate for our clients uh, doing either a separate fraud risk assessment or incorporating fraud risk assessment, the risk of misconduct, employee misconduct, into the ERM process, which many companies don't do. Now, the basic elements of a fraud risk assessment involve a gap analysis. You start out by identifying inherent risks in the corporation, uh, inherent to the industry, the geography, etc. You look at the controls that are in place to address those risks. And you essentially then do a gap analysis to determine, uh, first of all, whether the controls are effective and the difference between the control in place and the effectiveness of the control is the gap. It identifies the opportunity to fill that gap with mitigating controls, enhancing controls, or on the other side, eliminating certain business practices or even business units because the fraud risk assessment looks at not just not just the uh the fraud risk but whether it is uh, a frequent risk uh, risk of happening frequently uh, and what would be the impact of that risk and all of that needs to be considered along with the gap analysis to determine how much work and how much investment the company needs to make and whether or not the company will uh, avoid the risk, accept the risk, or mitigate the risk through better internal controls.
0: Eric, one of the reasons I have advocated a gap analysis Initially advocated it in the energy industry when we first had a downturn, but n- now at this point in the coronavirus health crisis, it is that it is an exercise that I think can be done remotely and using uh, behind the firewall tools, uh, and allows a compliance practitioner to perform a, a, uh, a test, an analysis, a review. Uh, in a way that uh, is both time effective and resource effective. Would, would you find that to be a fair assessment? You know,
1: I have, Tom. I, you know, before the pandemic, I probably would have equivocated a bit on that and said that, you know, it's better to do it in person. Although I still think in-person assessments, um, you know, have certain advantages, what this time period has proven to, to me and to our practice is that you can conduct uh, risk assessment, you can conduct compliance assessments uh, remotely and do them pretty thoroughly and pretty effectively. Uh, we've been very pleased with the results that, that we've achieved. Uh, there are a couple factors. One is you need to interview the right people using the right technology platform. And that involves not just business process owners, but throughout the organization including those that execute the controls if you're going to do a good risk assessment. Uh, that, that is an important factor uh, to ensure that you have a complete review. Secondly, for risk assessment and to identify gaps, we need to collaborate with business process owners and the business units involved in the company, people that run different organizations know, inherently know, where the gaps might be, and we need to include them in the risk assessment. Biggest mistake I see is a risk assessment being um, done solely by compliance, solely by internal audit, and not a collaborative effort on the part of uh, all of those elements that touch upon the control that you're assessing.
0: Eric, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time, but I was wondering if you maybe had three key takeaways for the audience today.
1: Uh, Sure. I I think one of the key takeaways is right now is the time to assess your risk. DOJ requires it. I think good due diligence requires it. It's time for a risk assessment. Uh, Number two, and uh, I said this pretty clearly, I think a fraud risk assessment Assessing the risk of employee and contractor misconduct is a critical part of doing that risk assessment to ensure that your compliance program is correctly in place. And the third, which I didn't really mention, but I want to mention, is that part of the risk assessment and part of the gap analysis isn't just the mechanical controls It should also be culture. Culture is a fundamental internal control. It is foundational. Without it, other controls are not going to work.
0: Eric, um, this has been fabulous. I wanted to thank you again for taking the time to visit with me today. Thanks, Tom. Happy to do it. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you'll join us again tomorrow. Once again, thanks to our sponsor, Affiliated Monitors for sponsoring this month's series. This production of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network. I hope you will join me again tomorrow.